Hi, friend. Let's be honest. If you're anything like me, your life probably feels busy, crazy, and full. But even in the midst of the day-to-day, and no matter what life stage you're currently in, maybe you find yourself constantly longing for something deeper, something real. Maybe like me, you wonder about things like restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love. In truth, I am on an imperfect journey of pursuing Jesus Christ and what it looks like to find those things in a relationship with Him. It's a journey I committed to years ago when I dedicated my life to following Christ, and it's a journey I invite friends to explore with me, even if, and honestly, especially if, you're not sure what path you're on. So for those who are skeptical, curious, or just need some encouragement, well, this podcast is for you. Come along with me as we journey together towards finding something real. Welcome back to the Finding Something Real podcast. I am your host, Janelle Wood. And as always, we are talking about seeking after deeper things today, things like restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love. And this week, we are still talking about ish. Ish meaning something that gets in our way, keeps us stagnant, or holds us back from finding something real. And if you want to know more about the current series we're exploring on ish, identity, and impetus, you can check out the study guide by going to my website, www.janellewood.com. Today, I'm super excited to be going um, on a chat with one of my very favorite people. She's a very close friend of mine. Uh, My friend here is an accomplished mental health counselor in the Portland, Vancouver area, She has her own therapy practice and does extensive work with clients who've experienced childhood trauma or are working through personal pain. She's always making me laugh, and perhaps the best description of her can be found via a Google search, where she describes herself as a cynical optimist and someone whose snarkiness is tempered by a good heart and a genuine concern for the world. That pretty much sums up my beautiful friend, Brie. Welcome (laughs) to the Finding Something Real podcast my friend, Brie Jeffrey. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me. So Brie, you and I go way back. Way back. Well, it feels like way back now. (laughs) We're not going to tell anybody just how far back. No, let's not. Let's not do that. we (laughs) We met in grad school for counseling psychology. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we did. And you and I joke um, sometimes about providing therapy for one another. Um, <laughs> at least uh, it's equal. <laughs> what, what's that? At least it's equal. At least yeah. we give and take equally. Before we get into talking about your personal faith journey, um, if people are interested in learning more about your counseling services, how can they find you? Uh, probably at this point, the best way to reach me is by email. And that's Brianna, B-R-E-A-N-N-A at Renew, R-E-N-E-W, counseling, and spelled out A-N-D, consultation.com. That's my business, Renew Counseling and Consultation here in Vancouver, Washington. Awesome. So yeah, she's a great counselor. If you're listening and you live out that way, trust me, she's one of the best. So um, moving on. <laughs> um, so I wanted to do talk to you. You and I obviously have some history and 
you are also a lot of fun and we could probably share a lot of different things. Um, a lot of stories and humor and perhaps I'll just need to have you back on this podcast, um, at some later date, but today, tonight, um, I wanted to talk with you specifically about your faith journey and maybe just even honing in on um, something that maybe happened in your teens or early 20s that might have impacted your faith in a negative way and, and how you overcame some of that. So, yeah. yeah. There you go. All right. So just from, from the very beginning. <laughs> from wherever you want. You just you just go for well, it. Well, I think that you're talking about uh, a relationship that I had in my um, early 20s. I was engaged. In fact, when you and I met, it was a couple of years after that, and I was still holding on for the the faintest strings of hope that, that things would still work themselves out with this person. Um but yeah, I had, I met him when I was in high school, when I first became a Christian and I went away to college and we, wait, 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 stayed. sorry. Um, you said you became a Christian in high school. Yeah, I became a Christian in high school. Well, I, so yeah, it's kind of a strange story. Actually. I, um, my great grandma used to take me to church when I was a little girl. She was my, my main care provider. And, um, she would take me to church and I learned, you know, about Jesus and all of the, the Bible stories from the Old Testament, Noah's Ark, et cetera. And um, so I always had an idea about who God was. And I, I think I always believed that Jesus was who he is, but I didn't make an out loud uh, declaration of faith until um, the summer before my high school year in college or in high school somewhere before my senior year in high school. That's what I'm trying to say. And it was kind of a funny story because I had been in leadership with my youth group for about a year at that point and um, was like leading worship and doing a bunch of other things. And uh, we were on a missions trip to Cannon Beach and um, and we were sharing our stories around the campfire about when we accepted Jesus. And I I was like, well, you know, I don't think I actually have. <laughs> and my youth pastor about had a heart attack because he had me in leadership for several good months at that point. And uh, so I remember um, they asked if I wanted to pray the prayer, the sinner's prayer. And I did. And I just remember being like overwhelmed with joy, like giggling and just so uh, I felt like instantly changed internally, um, which was awesome, especially because, like I said, i kind of had at least an understanding of who God was and um, what the Bible said about Jesus and believed that. But there was just something about making that out loud declaration of faith in front of people that uh, was changing for me. Wow. So then you met this guy in that youth group or yeah. how did you meet him? Yeah, I met him in that youth group um, and we were, we were good friends, but he was uh, a bit younger than me. So um, I, when I went away to college, we just sort of stayed in touch. And when I'd come home, we'd we'd hang out and visit. But um, I came home one summer between my junior, or, sorry, between my freshman and sophomore year, and we sort of our our friendship turned into something more than that at that point. And yeah, so we were together for several years, and he proposed, and we both had a really clear vision about. Um, what God had for us in ministry together, you know, youth ministry and music ministry. And um, 
about five months before our wedding, he um, had a vision of uh, this massive youth rally with hundreds of students there, and it freaked him out, and he didn't want that responsibility. And so uh, he did a lot of horrible things and uh, to kind of finalize and seal the deal that our relationship was over and uh, basically told me he doesn't want anything to do with God, and that includes me. And I felt really, really lost for a long time Mm -hmm. because... You know, I'd ha- like I had visions. Like we, <laughs> we, we knew uh, what God had for us as far as our marriage and our ministry together, and I was very confused about why God would show us that if that wasn't true, and really struggled because at, at least at that point in my life, I I believed there was like the one person for you. And sorry mm-hmm. for those of you that still believe that I don't. I. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that God gives us um, opportunities for relationships with with um, many different people, and that we, you make a choice. Um, and hopefully, it's it, hopefully it's one of the options that God thinks is the best for you. But um, that you um, that it's a commitment. That you know, like regardless of how you came together and and how. Um, deep of an understanding of like rightness in that relationship there's still individual choice within that relationship and Mm -hmm. there's still work to be done um, on on the side of both people in the relationship it's not just like oh god wants us together so poof there we go Mm -hmm. um so but it was very very i mean it was years of struggling with with that and what that meant for me and what that meant for ministry in my life and what that meant for you know, how patient, quote unquote, I should be for him to come back. And on top of that, he also struggled with, you know, now he was in a relationship with this other other person who ended up becoming his wife. But for years, like about four years, he would pop up in my life every now and then and ask me to pray um, because he knew he was supposed to be with me. He knew that's what God wanted. Um, And X, Y, or Z. And finally, after four years and I had just started grad school. I just met you. Um, he reached out to me via email and um, made some, he, like asked some questions about whether I was with dating somebody or with somebody. And when I said no and asked if he still was, and he said, yes, he was still with this girl. I, I at that point knew that I, I just needed to not be drugged through this anymore. And that, you know, whatever God had for me, even if it was him, I had to set a limit that was a boundary for my heart and for um, for my sanity in some ways, you know. So I, I I told him I don't want him to contact me ever again. And he, for the most part, didn't. What was your faith like during that time? Because here you were like in ministry with this guy. You guys had all these yeah. dreams together. You thought he was this gift from heaven. Yeah. Um, what What was that like going through that? Oh man, it was hard. Um, we, I don't think we were practicing ministry at that point. He was in school to be a youth pastor and I was, I was working in, um, social services at that point, but, um, it rocked my faith. I had, I had honestly, right before that period had gone through sort of this dry spell with God and like, just not feeling that closeness for a while. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, when this happened, like 
you know, this happens with, with people when they have these major painful life events, you know, you kind of come face to face with your faith and your beliefs and it can either sometimes it acts like a magnet. It either pulls you back to it or it pushes you away from it sometimes. Mm -hmm. And for me, it pulled me back and, um, into this, like just deep seeking of what, what I was supposed to do now. I felt, I felt untethered, um, to my calling, like not untethered to my faith. Like I, I believed God was there and I really believed that this was just a really horrible period I was going through. And then he'd come to his senses and we'd be back on track with what God had for us. And so I just was kind of in this like hopeful resting place, I guess, for a while. Um, but as far as you know, understanding about who I was, that was a whole nother ballgame because my identity was wrapped up so tightly with uh, what I was as part of this couple, this ministry couple. And I didn't know, I didn't feel like I could be used again ever. Like I just felt so lost there. And that was hard. Wow. So what did you do? Um, well, it, I started grad school. <laughs> um, I decided to use my, uh, my bachelor's. It was in behavioral science and I was working in social services with, uh, students who were in crisis and in group homes. And, um, I decided to put all my energy into that and, um, and honestly kind of put like any idea of ministry on the back burner while I was in graduate school. Um, and about a month before I graduated, I was like, okay, <laughs> I need to figure this ministry thing out. I'm, I'm not sure what to do. Um, but I contacted the youth pastor at my church and I said, Hey, I'm about to graduate and I'm going to have a lot of time on my hands and I'm interested in, in helping out in the youth group. And so I got plugged in there and from there started, leading worship, co-leading worship with uh, my friend. And that turned into full-time volunteer gig, leading worship with him at a different church that we'd moved to. Then I started, he was, my friend was also the youth pastor, uh, music music and youth pastor at the church that we'd gone to. And he, um, he asked me to work with him as his assistant. So I became a youth ministry assistant. And eventually I quit my job in community mental health to work with him full time at the church. And through that, I met my husband and <laughs> he was in that youth ministry um, as well. And we became friends and he was a lot younger than me. So I was like, no, this is never, ever going to be anything more than a friendship. And <laughs> uh, a couple really pointed prayers that I would be open to God's will <laughs> for my life. <laughs> from some concerned friends and my family. Um, and we started dating and, uh, it was pretty incredible to be in ministry with, with this man. And, um, just to see the redemption that the Lord had brought into my life from this like feeling of worthlessness, um, and feeling like I couldn't be used again in ministry mm -hmm. to, to actively being, a leader, um, and like having a vocational ministry for a short period. Um, and, uh, that was pretty incredible. There was a lot of, a lot of different redemptive qualities that my husband brought to my life, not just there, but those were some of the most significant for sure. Wow. 
You mentioned earlier that when you go through hard times, it either it acts as a magnet, either it pushes you yeah. away or it pulls you in. And I love that. And I, I definitely have seen that in, um, you know, other relationships that I have with people who've gone through hard things. Yeah. They either get really close to God or they turn the opposite way. Yeah. Why, why did you stay with Jesus? Because that's truth for me that, you know, um, the one thing that has always been true is Jesus always. Um, and that is an inarguable <laughs> portion of my faith. I don't know for what reason, uh, other than I, I want to, you know, give credit to my my great grandma for instilling that in me when I was, you know, three and four years old. Like that, that's just truth. Um, and so everything else has been rocked and tumbled, and and you know, the stones have become shiny from <laughs> from all of the work over that they've had. But, um, but yeah, that one piece, the 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 part of Jesus, I just, he is the, he is it for me. He's, he is the, the mm -hmm. ultimate truth for me. And I, I, I don't know how really to answer that other than I just know that to be true in my spirit and my, mm -hmm. my heart. In that way. So what piece of advice uh, could you give someone who might be listening, who maybe is going through a period in her life um, where she's like, oh, you know what, God, you gave me this thing, you took it away. Um, and I'm angry, or I'm yeah. hurt. You know, there's this relationship that now is gone that I thought was your, like from you. Um, someone who maybe has yeah. been where you were. I mean, I guess the biggest thing is don't, don't give up. And, um, and I would encourage anybody to expand their, their thoughts around, what God can do in your life and not limit, not limit yourself to the like bird's eye view of uh, like the, what's, what is possible for you. There's, so there's a scripture in Joel. Can I read it to you? Yeah. Um, and it's uh, Joel 2 25. Um, and God's talking after just after this, after these people have been decimated, everything's been taken from them and they, they had turned from God and, um, and they didn't, you know, they, they had nothing. And God says, I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten. You will have plenty to eat until you are full and you will praise the name of the Lord, your God, who has worked wonders for you. Mm. And, um, that scripture brings a lot of hope for me. Like, even though it feels like God did this, like God took this away. Um, I have seen in my life uh, a lot where he's like, yeah, but now look at the abundance that I'm giving you. Look at, look at this, look over here, like get your, get your eyes off of this part this mess back here and like, look forward and see what I have for you up here. It's different. It's different than what you expected, but it, but you will be satisfied with what I have. And um, you and I have talked before about sort of this perception, or like I, I guess, uh, yeah, perception is the word. So when you know when you're 
I've gone through a lot of my life looking at sort of waiting on bated breath for when the shoe's going to drop, right? So I've got my eyes in that in that instance. I'm focused on the valleys in my life, you know, and my my view is just honed there. So when I hit a peak, it's like, okay, cool. But when is it going to hit back down to this valley? Because it's gonna, and it is. It's gonna like life is an is ups and downs. Our journey is never just up on the mountain and it's honestly never just down in the valley. There's peaks and valleys. Some of us have more peaks and more <laughs> some of us have more valleys. That's true. Um but where is where is our eye on the horizon? Is it expecting the worst to happen or is it rejoicing when the good happens? So are we going to focus on the hills and take note and praise when we when we hit those, or are we going to focus on the valleys and ignore the joy of the of the mountain and just focus on when that other shoe is going to drop? Mm. And it's a it's a choice to make to take your frame of reference from your eyes being in the valley to being on the on the mountain. And being on the mountain doesn't mean you're ignoring the pain of the valley. It just means that you know that more good is going to come. And so that would be my advice, just to keep your eyes up high and wait because the Lord is going to do awesome things. Mm. So good. All right. So the Finding Something Real podcast is about finding deeper things like restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love in relationship with Jesus Christ. And of those deeper things that Christ offers, the restoration, a redemption, eternity, authenticity, and love, which stands out to you the most at this point in your life and why? Mm. They're all so good. I mean, that's why you picked them, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm, so I'm pretty proud hard, of that but... acronym, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I, I got to say, that's pretty good. You know, pretty I'm good. afraid to Google it because I think someone else probably came up with that before. But oh, I, I, whatever. I not Google. I, yeah. Anyway, go, no, go ahead. I think you should Google it, and then you should find out that you're wrong. No one else has, and then you should copyright that right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm all about. No, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, I, th- I mean, it's that's tough. Authenticity is such a, a, a important part of what I try to be, um, what I try to have my life show, but there's nothing better than the restoration and redemption that I've seen in my life, in my family's lives, in my friends' lives, um, when they allow God to to work. So I'm going to have to go today. I'll have to say restoration. (laughs) (laughs) For someone who might be listening, who's not a believer. Yeah. Could you, could you share like, just kind of in layman terms, like what that means? What does it mean to find restoration or redemption in Jesus? Yeah. Well, a lot of what I've mentioned, just um, where there's where there's been brokenness, that he provides healing, he provides wholeness. And um, and that can be it can be uh, micro or meta, you know, like really it's it's little things like um, for me, um, random things like my last name now is Jeffries and my birth father's name was Jeff and there's a lot of pain there. So God providing me a husband who brings redemption just to that name, Hmm. which for me was hard to hear. Like, honestly, it was a hard name to 
if I knew people with that name, I had a, 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 an idea about their character before I even knew them, you know, that sort of thing. So, um, so it's things from that to man, like my brother. Oh, I would love to tell you guys a story about my brother, but, um, he, he went through like a decade, decade and a half of, um, some pretty serious drug use. And, um, and when he finally got clean and reconnected with God, it was, it, it was incredible. The thing, the things that had been yanked from his life while he was using and in that world of pain, um, were, were given back to him tenfold and, um, and the healing and restoration and the relationships that God brought to his life and those sorts of things were, they were huge. They're like life changing, like lifelong changing, impacting things that God did to bring restoration and, and redemption to his life in that way. And so those are, those are earthly examples. And then there's of course the redemption of Jesus and the sacrifice that he made um, to to provide us with the ability to, to, to know God and to be with God and to share in that eternal life. So. Thank you, Bree. Yeah. Thank you for being here and for offering encouragement through your story. I really am thankful. Thank you for sharing your, um, some of the hard things that you went through and, and being vulnerable with that. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right. So tune in next week when we talk to someone else about their story. Blessings to you. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Finding Something Real podcast. If you love this series, hit subscribe and come back next week when we talk with another guest about their story towards finding something real. Per usual, you can also follow along on Instagram at Janelle underscore M underscore Wood or using the hashtag Finding Something Real. Every Thursday around 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, I try to jump on there and host an Instagram Live where we recap the week's episode, talk with friends, and answer any questions that might come up. So feel free to join me on there. And of course, you can also sign up for the free study guide that goes along with this current series by heading over to my website at www.janellewood.com. Remember friends, you are loved and have a purpose. Until next time.